everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 29th of June 2023 and unfortunately guys, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies has marginally fallen down and it's going to be really interesting to see how the price reacts over the weekend and I do very strongly feel guys that over the weekend, there is a very high possibility that the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies might just go down. Now there is this massive news circulating in the Bitcoin world and that is regarding Michael Saylor and his company MicroStrategy has bought over 12,000 Bitcoins, so we'll definitely go ahead and talk about it. And look guys, at this point of time, they have roughly around $4.52 billion worth of Bitcoin. So accumulation of Bitcoin is definitely in the hands of multi-billionaires, celebrities or the influencers and adopters as well. So we'll very briefly talk about that, if it is a good thing or if it is a terrible thing. And we have some update guys regarding the current stablecoin king, and that is Tether USDT. And they have signed memorandum of understanding with the government of Georgia. So we'll definitely go ahead and look at what that information would mean, not just for Tether USDT, but also for citizens and companies in Georgia as well. And guys, regarding Ethereum, we have some positive news, and that is to do with staking. So the news is that staking Ethereum has surpassed 23 million Ethereum. So definitely positive news. And guys, last few weeks, because there is this new circulating of BlackRock getting into the Bitcoin spot ETF. The Google Trends has definitely reflected the same and Bitcoin Google Trends have definitely shot up to the moon. And there are also five associated searches because of BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about. And as a matter of fact guys, a few months ago, I very specifically remember, I did actually mention that the Google Trends in Bitcoin was the lowest in the last few years. And this time the news is exactly the opposite. So the news is definitely picking our pace. And guys, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Deal podcast, we have two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. And the first news, guys, is all the way from Abu Dhabi. And this, once again, guys, like yesterday, is an article which is written by Coindesk. So the news is that in the Emirate of Abu Dhabi, a wealthy Middle East capital, and they are creating a bridge from TradFi or traditional finance to cryptocurrencies. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about. And the second news, guys, is from the Emirates of Dubai. And the news is that Bybit is being granted MVP license from Dubai's Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. So we'll definitely go out and discuss what that news is all about. So quite a lot of cover guys in today's episode. So let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 
and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto & Coffee a Day, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Shalu Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Charlotte Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now instead of E, they have replaced it with Web3 and it is the number 3 mates.xyz. And guys listen, Charlotte Group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the NFT space is a massive deal. Now if you're a sneakerhead, you definitely need to check out soulmates.xyz. And once again guys, the number is 3 instead of an E. It has all the information and in the show notes below, you'll get all the information. And listen guys, if you want to be an early adopter, you can also pre-mint it at www.premint.xyz forward slash soulmates. So definitely check it out and they have a Discord community as well. And guys, Nick, who is the head of corporate innovation at Charlotte Group and also the co-founder of Soulmates has a WhatsApp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0. So guys, check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry. Next, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge and also the Government Gulf Games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. 
In the podcast, we also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since we've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market because since the last 24 hours guys, the global cryptocurrency market has gone down and even the price of Bitcoin, Ethereum and Binance have definitely fallen down. Now granted they haven't fallen down miserably, but definitely not looking good. Now the global cryptocurrency market guys is today at 1.16 trillion dollars and yesterday guys, it was at 1. 0.19 trillion dollars and since the last 24 hours it is down by 2.41 percent and the total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours is only at 33.54 billion dollars and since the last 24 hours guys the volume is down by 5.40 percent and unfortunately guys DeFi is not looking good once again the volume is only at 2.24 billion dollars and the total value locked is 43.81 billion dollars and if you look at the volume of DeFi guys this idly should be in the range of 16 to 20 billion dollars. Now Lido is still dominating, so far as total value locked is concerned, and it is at 13.74 billion dollars. Now as of today guys, DeFi is still accounting for 6.67% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. And guys in 2021 and 2022, the volume of DeFi used to account for at least 12 to 20% on an average given day. And to be honest guys, since the last half of 2022, Right till now in 2023, I haven't seen the volume of DeFi accounting for double digits and once DeFi starts accounting for double digits, maybe 10%, 20% or even 30%, that'll give us an idea of how many people are actually using DeFi protocols and guys until then we cannot say that DeFi or cryptocurrencies have gone mainstream. Now in today's episode, let's quickly run through the 24-hour volume of DeFi protocols and so far as its volume is concerned, it is at $1.14 billion. Balancer today guys is number 2nd and yesterday it was number 3rd so the volume has definitely picked up pace since the last 24 hours. Today it is at $278.72 million and Pancakes up yesterday which was its 2nd. Today is number 3rd at $255.28 million and Dodo guys is number 4th at $180.38 million and finally Curve Finance at $131.27 million. Now guys let's look at the volume of stable coins. It is ridiculously low. And unfortunately, guys, it is accounting for a high percentage of the total cryptocurrency market volume. It is accounting for 94.19% and the volume is ridiculously low, only at $31.59 billion. And out of this $31.59 billion, guys, 
Tether USDT is accounting for $23.59 billion and later on in the episode guys, we'll definitely discuss some positive news regarding Tether USDT and they have signed a memorandum of understanding with the government of Georgia so definitely positive news. Now the second protocol so far as the volume of stable coins is concerned is Circle USDC at $3.46 billion followed by Binance BUSD at $2.44 billion. Now I'll be really curious to check guys what the 24 hour trading volume of MakerDAO is because if you look at the market cap of MakerDAO it is definitely overtaken Binance BUSD's market cap and listen to this guys I wouldn't be surprised that this is last week where the market cap of Binance BUSD is at $4 billion. I definitely do feel by Monday or Tuesday the market cap of Binance BUSD will definitely go below the $4 billion mark and just few months ago guys Binance BUSD's market cap was hovering around $16 billion and because of SSE aggressively going after Binance BUSD the market cap has completely collapsed and this to be honest is absolutely scary not just for Binance guys but for other stablecoin issuers as well and also for centralized entity who are offering cryptocurrency services. Now guys let's very quickly look at the market cap. The 24 hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now Bitcoin's market cap is at $585 billion whereas Ethereum's market cap guys has not improved a lot. It is only at $220 billion but later on we do have some positive news and that is to do with staking on Ethereum. Now the 24 hour trading volume of Bitcoin guys is $14.3 billion and Ethereum is at $6.9 billion. Now one trend guys I've been observing and this is only because of BlackRock getting into the Bitcoin spot ETF is the dominance of Bitcoin. It is definitely over 50% and to be honest guys it's been a very long time that the dominance of Bitcoin has been about 50%. It is currently at 50.39% and since the last few weeks it is definitely increasing and to be honest guys that is an absolutely brilliant sight. And Ethereum's dominance is also picking up pace and currently it is at 19.02%. So if you look at it guys, just Bitcoin and Ethereum, just these two protocols account for almost 70% of the total cryptocurrency market. And mind you guys at this point of time, there are well over 25,000 different types of cryptocurrencies. So definitely powerful stuff. Now guys, let's look at the decentralized apps. And I'll be looking at two blockchain protocols guys, that is Cardano and Solana. Now mind you guys, I'm only looking at the number of unique active wallets interacting with decentralized app smart contracts. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is go to dapradar.com and if you do want to do some further analysis, what I'd really recommend you to do is they have a section which talks about the volume in terms of dollar amount. Because if you look at it guys, Cardano's number one decentralized app is Minswap and if you look at the number of users, it is roughly around 3,750 users. But if you look at it in dollar amount, for some odd reason, it says $10 billion. I really am not sure if that is an error or if that is an actual volume. I found it really hard to justify if that is an actual volume with the number second protocol is JPG store and the number of users is 2,860 users. And the third one guys is Wing Riders. And listen to this guys, the number of active users is only 410 people. Now mind you guys, I'm talking about the number of unique active wallets interacting with decentralized app smart contract the number third having 410 is absolutely ridiculous now guys let's look at solana blockchain protocol or i like to call it a centralized blockchain protocol the number one guys is magic eden and the number of users is 10610 people the second one guys is gina pets and it has roughly around 6330 odd people using it and the number third guys is rareable and since the last 24 hours looks like 4000 
750 odd people have been using the protocol so these guys are the numbers when you talk about decentralized apps now to be honest guys these numbers are really dreadful and extremely extremely low if you were to compare it let's say with the number of users interacting on instagram or twitter the cryptocurrency and blockchain world has definitely definitely a long way ahead and i wouldn't be surprised it would take maybe a decade or maybe even longer for these protocols to reach that numbers now in today's episode guys i'm going to give out very brief level information about bitcoin cash and in yesterday's podcast guys i did actually mention that bitcoin cash did actually go up by well over 110 percent since the last seven days and they did have a couple of technical updates and they also got into edx markets as well now if you look at bitcoin cash guys the price currently is at 229 dollars and 73 cents and if you look at it via coin market cap it is currently ranked number 17 and you could argue guys if bitcoin cash is the original one but a lot of bitcoin maximalists do have a lot of anonymity and a lot of stubbornness towards bitcoin cash or bitcoin cash holders as well so in today's episode what i'm going to do is i'm only very briefly going to run through what bitcoin cash is now one thing to understand guys that bitcoin cash is appear to be electronic cash system something similar to bitcoin core that aims to become sound global money with fast payments micro fees privacy and larger block size and the big issue guys is the larger block size and i'll definitely get into that in a bit now one thing to remember guys bitcoin cash is a permissionless decentralized cryptocurrency and bitcoin cash requires no trusted third parties as well and bitcoin cash guys was created as an alternative to the first and most valuable cryptocurrency and in 2017 guys bitcoin cash or bch developers modified the bitcoin code or btc code releasing the software version and a full-fledged competitive product which actually split the bitcoin into two blockchain that is bitcoin and bitcoin cash and bitcoin cash or bch is a result of a hard fork in the blockchain due to differences in the community over bitcoin scaling and segwit upgrade moreover guys another fork which divided bitcoin cash into two parts called as bitcoin abc and bitcoin satoshi vision did actually take place in the fall of 2018 and to be honest guys in 2017 the drama and the fight did get quite serious as well and there were some personal attacks as well and there was this massive talks regarding segwit so essentially the whole drama was that the bitcoin software developers wanted the block size to be small whereas the bitcoin business developers wanted to go ahead and increase the block size now guys if you go to coin market cap and if you actually look at the founders of bitcoin cash it does actually state that satoshi nakamoto is an anonymous creator of bitcoin and he did actually publish the bitcoin white paper and it is called as bitcoin appear to be electronic cash system and he did actually release that in 2008 and in 2009 guys the very first bitcoin software that powered blockchain went live now the fees were ridiculously low at that point of time and the transactions were reliable for several years however guys by 2016 as the popularity of bitcoin increased the number of transactions on the network grew leading to slow processing times and higher fees and mining hardware manufacturer bitmain proposed a hard fork for increasing block size limit to allow more transactions per block which actually did go live on the 1st of august 2017 which resulted in creation of bitcoin cash now mind you guys it did receive support from some of the bitcoin community and roger who also called as bitcoin jesus was one of the biggest proponents of bitcoin cash and since its inception guys bitcoin cash has experienced its own set of challenges and milestone one notable event was another hard fork and that happened in november of 2018 which actually led to the creation of bitcoin satoshi vision which is a completely separate cryptocurrency as well and the split was caused by disagreements within the bitcoin cash community 
regarding proposed changes to the protocol. As a result, guys, two competing implementations emerged, that is Bitcoin ABC and Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, and the former one continued as Bitcoin Cash and the later became to have its own distinctive cryptocurrency. One thing to remember guys that due to the large block size, Bitcoin Cash or BCH does actually work faster and has lower transaction fees. Furthermore guys, Bitcoin Cash supports smart contract and the ecosystem apps as well. And so far as the limited supply is concerned, they still have a limited supply of 21 million coins and Bitcoin Cash is provably scarce and like physical cash can be easily spent and transactions are fast with fees typically less than a tenth of a cent and Bitcoin Cash guys has various use cases in addition to peer-to-peer -peer payments between individuals. Bitcoin Cash can be used to pay participating merchants for goods and services in-store and online as well and low fees enable microtransactions economies such as tipping content creators and rewarding app users a few cents and Bitcoin Cash guys also reduces the expenses and settlement times for remittances and cross-border trade. Another use case include tokens, simplified smart contracts and private payments with tools such as Cash Shuffle and Cash Fusion as well. Now mind you guys, this is very basic level information. Now what I tend to do is every month, I do have a beginner level session on Bitcoin. So in that session, I go and explore the different forks of Bitcoin. I also go and give an explanation on how the forks happen. So essentially there are two ways of doing a fork. One is a hard fork and one is a soft fork. So stay tuned for my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast because most likely next week I'll go and announce the date when I'll be having a beginner level series on Bitcoin and we'll definitely go and have an in-depth discussion on Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Satoshi Vision as well. Now guys, let's discuss the king of all kings that is the price of Bitcoin and currently guys, the price of Bitcoin is $30,149 and since the last 24 hours, unfortunately, this is down by 1.23% and since the last 7 days, it is down by 0.23%. Ethereum gas is $1,834. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.86%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 4.16%. Binance BNB coin gas is at $231. Since the last 24 hours, it is at 1.77%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 7.73%. And to be honest, guys, it's going to be really interesting to see the price of Binance BNB coin. Because as I mentioned earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if the market cap of Binance BUSD does actually go below the $4 billion mark. And if that news gets circulated, guys, I'm pretty much sure it's going to have a negative sentiment, not just for Binance BUSD, but also for Binance Coin. And I wouldn't be surprised if the price of Binance BNB does actually go below the $200 billion mark. Now, guys, there is this massive news circulating, and that is regarding the notorious actor Michael Saylor. And the news is that MicroStrategy buys over 12,000 Bitcoins. And listen, guys, Accumulation of Bitcoin among multi-billionaires, celebrities, early adopters and influencers. Personally, I don't think is ideal, particularly when you talk about Bitcoin, which is a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. Because now what you're doing is, you're replacing the role of a government and you're replacing that with multi-billionaires, celebrities, early adopters and influencers. And to be honest guys, it does give Bitcoin a very shady image. You can also compare it guys to an MLM project as well. Unfortunately guys, Accumulation of Bitcoin among selected few individuals is definitely not ideal and MicroStrategy Cars has continued its Bitcoin spree and now currently holds 152,333 digital coins which are roughly worth $4.5 billion. A MicroStrategy did actually file an official filing with the US Security and Exchange Commission and Michael Saylor Cars, he did actually mention via Twitter that MicroStrategy has acquired additional 12,000 
333 bitcoins for roughly around $347 million at an average price of $28,136 per bitcoin. And as of yesterday, guys, MicroStrategy now holds 152,333 bitcoins, which is equivalent to around $4.52 billion at an average price of $29,668 per bitcoin. Now, listen, guys, what would happen, let's say, if Michael Saylor does decide that he no longer believes in Bitcoin and he does want to go ahead and sell all the Bitcoin? And this, guys, is the danger of accumulation of Bitcoin among multi billionaires. And BlackRock, guys, as you know, is one of the key proponents, and they do actually direct micro strategy to do quite a lot of things as well. And I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if BlackRock does actually inform micro strategy to go ahead and buy more Bitcoins or maybe even sell more Bitcoin. And, guys, listen. You need to understand that BlackRock is one of the world's preeminent asset management firm and a premier provider of investment management and they can quickly force Michael Saylor even to let's say switch from proof of work to proof of stake. The reason why I'm saying that is guys, Michael Saylor is actively involved in Crypto Council and I believe it was in 2019 where they had this massive event called as the B event and the whole idea of having this B event was to go ahead and convince institutions to go ahead and buy more Bitcoin and to be honest guys, Ever since that event, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies did actually pump up. But the reason why I'm saying BlackRock could actually directly or indirectly force Michael Saylor is because Larry Fink, guys, he's the CEO of BlackRock and he is often stressed and focused on ECG issues as well. And mind you, guys, when Elon Musk did actually mention about Bitcoin, if you notice a few months later, he did actually state that Tesla does not want to go ahead and accept Bitcoin and definitely a left-leaning Democrat as well. Now, keeping all these things, guys, I wouldn't be surprised if Larry Fink does aggressively ask Michael Saylor maybe to go ahead and sell all his Bitcoins or he can also utilize his powers directly or indirectly in order to convince Michael Saylor and other people to change the underlying network protocol from proof of work to proof of stake. Now, this might be a far stretch, but knowing the notorious history of left-leaning people, guys, I wouldn't be surprised regarding BlackRock filing its spot Bitcoin ETF. The popularity of the term Bitcoin has surged significantly and as indicated by Google Trend Metrics and Bitcoin.com did actually report that on the 21st of June 2023, the search Bitcoin achieved a perfect score of 100. Notably, guys, the curiosity surrounding Bitcoin-related news has also experienced a notable uptick this past month. And in particular, guys, topics such as BlackRock's ETF or exchange-traded front have contributed to the heightened interest in the subject matter. Now, mind you guys, because of BlackRock's ETF, there are top five associated searches as well. And the number one is BlackRock. The second one is BlackRock Investment Management Company, SEC, that is Security Exchange Commission, ETF, and BlackRock Bitcoin ETF. So because of BlackRock filing spot Bitcoin ETF, the other searches have definitely pumped up as well. So definitely positive news, I guess. Now, guys, we have some news in all the way from Georgia. And Tether USDT, guys, have signed memorandum of understanding with the government of Georgia to develop educational program and enhance the country's infrastructure to promote innovation and economic growth in the blockchain space. And this strategic collaboration, guys, aims to position Georgia as a central hub for peer-to-peer -peer and blockchain technology, igniting a revolution of innovation and economic growth. It also highlights Tether's commitment to advancing its global strategy of building resilient cities and nations worldwide. And Gas Tether aims to empower cities and facilitate the adoption of blockchain technology such as Bitcoin as well as peer-to-peer -peer technology solutions such as Keith and Hole Punch. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is guys, 
make sure you download Keep. Keep is something similar to let's say Zoom or something similar to Google Meet but it only works peer-to-peer -peer and you can also transfer cryptocurrencies as well. Absolutely brilliant stuff and it is 100% private and Garstetter and the government of Georgia aim to attract international attention and investments stimulating the growth and success of innovative startups in the blockchain space and Tether and Georgian government will work closely with local academic institutions including a previously announced collaboration with BTU which is one of Georgia's top technological universities and research center and the goal is to develop educational programs and initiatives and these efforts cars will empower students and professionals with the knowledge and skills required to excel in cryptocurrency industry covering areas such as blockchain technology, stable cars and peer-to-peer -peer systems as well and mind you guys, by joining forces with the government of Georgia Tether does actually aim to strengthen the blockchain ecosystem, foster innovation and promote Georgia as a global leader in blockchain and peer-to-peer -peer technologies and this collaboration will not only benefit the local startup community but also elevate Georgia's reputation as an attractive destination for companies and professionals worldwide and listen guys, if you're a startup or a CEO or trying to get into Georgia, I do have a brilliant episode with one of the lawyers in Georgia and she would actually help you to go out and set up your business. So far as cryptocurrency, blockchain or even metaverse is concerned, so definitely check out my episode with one of the lawyers in Georgia. Now guys, we have some news regarding Ethereum. Analytical firms Nansen, the website is nansen.io, a total of 23.3 million Ether was staked as of June 27th amounting to $43.1 billion at the time of writing and is representing nearly 20% of the currently $220 billion supply of Ether. What this essentially means guys, the security of Ethereum is roughly worth $43.1 billion. So if you do want to technically go out and hack Ethereum, you need to spend at least $43.1 billion. I'm really curious to check what is the amount for Bitcoin. Mind you guys, Bitcoin works on proof of stake. But I'm pretty much sure the amount is definitely less than 40 odd billion dollars. It might be in the range of 12 to 14 billion dollars. Now it's really important to note, guys, that the Ethereum blockchain completed its Chappella hard fork on April 12th, allowing validators to withdraw their staked Ethereum from the beacon chain. And in the first week itself, validators unstaked more than 1 million Ethereum. And the upgrade, guys, has led to each stake growth since then to 23 million Ethereum. There's definitely a lot of staking. Now guys, let's discuss two news from the UE and the Middle East. And the first news guys is an article which is written by Coindesk. And one thing which I've been noticing guys, lately a lot of the mainstream media from the cryptocurrency world, they've been posting a lot of articles, particularly from the Middle East region. Yesterday there was an article regarding Dubai and today there's an article regarding Abu Dhabi. And Abu Dhabi global market guys is an economic free zone in Abu Dhabi and the capital of the United Arab Emirates. So let me try to read out what that report says because Abu Dhabi Global Market ranks as the 6th crypto hub in Coindesk Crypto Hub 2023, focusing on fostering fintech and maintaining communications between regulators and crypto institutions. And Abu Dhabi and Dubai guys, both in the UAE have similar scores for crypto regulatory structure but therefore in crypto adoption, with Abu Dhabi scoring lower in this aspect and Abu Dhabi guys has a more institutional focused market compared to Dubai's consumer focused market. And ADGM aims to bridge the gap between institutions and crypto, integrating with blockchain and cryptocurrencies into its regulatory framework. And guys, listen, clarity and regulations around digital assets in Abu Dhabi are attractive to institutional type financial systems. And Abu Dhabi Global Markets Economic Sandbox promotes open dialogue 
and collaboration between fintech crypto industries and authorities and Abu Dhabi's inclusion of digital assets has attracted substantial investment, making it a hotspot for entrepreneurs raising capital in the region and Up71 Cars is backed by ABGM and they support tech startups, investors and innovation programs as well. And a few weeks ago, Cars, the CEO of OpenAI, did actually visit Hub71 and he did actually state that Abu Dhabi was using artificial intelligence even before it was cool and the Hub71 and Digital Asset Initiative dedicates a $2 billion fund to support Web3 projects and Abu Dhabi Cars is home to Mubadala Investment Company, the country's sovereign wealth fund and Venom Blockchain Foundation became the first fully licensed protocol by ADGM in July 2022 showcasing the free zone's commitment to innovation in the digital economy but sadly guys the oldest cryptocurrency exchange that is cracking did actually pull out from Abu Dhabi in February due to the effects of the crypto winter but new players like 3iq are entering Abu Dhabi and finding a community alongside established brands and Coinbase guys is also reportedly engaging with ADGM to establish a regional base in Abu Dhabi and it's going to be really interesting to see guys if Coinbase does actually set up the operation in Abu Dhabi or in Dubai, I'd be more curious to see if they do actually set up their office in Dubai. Now, the article via Coindesk also states that the future of crypto in Abu Dhabi is expected to be explosive in the next five years, according to industry experts. So, definitely a great article. Now, guys, let's discuss second news, and this is to do with Dubai. And, guys, I'm pretty much sure I've covered news surrounding this several times in the past, and this is more of an update to Bybit. And Bybit, guys, has been granted MVP license from Dubai's Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. So let me try to give out bits and pieces of info. Because Bybit Fintech Freezone Establishment is a subsidiary of Bybit and has been granted the MVP preparatory license by Dubai's Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority, also called as VARA, signaling the significant progress in the operational journey in Dubai. And Bybit Gas, as we know, is a leading global cryptocurrency exchange and this license represents a major development for the company's presence in the United Arab Emirates and Bybit's customers, guys, stand to benefit from this license as it demonstrates the company's commitment to compliance and regulatory standards, ensuring a more secure and trustworthy trading environment. Now, with this license, guys, Bybit moves closer to obtaining full operational permission, allowing them to expand their virtual asset operations in the Emirate of Dubai, offering a wide range of services and products to customers in the region, and the license, guys, showcases Dubai's commitment to fostering financial innovation and digital assets, solidifying Emirates' position as a leading hub for the global cryptocurrency industry as well. And this, to be honest, guys, if you were to compare it, let's say, to New York and California, those states are absolutely horrendous and definitely do not support cryptocurrency. Now, going back to the news regarding Dubai, guys, Dubai has been at the forefront of embracing technological advancements and the license granted Dubai with further reinforces the region's pioneering role in shaping the world's financial landscape and by allowing reputable and compliant cryptocurrency exchanges like Bybit to operate, Dubai attracts international investments, fosters economic growth and positions itself as a competitive global financial center in the license guys also contributes to Dubai's vision of becoming a blockchain-powered smart city, promoting the adoption of emerging technologies and attracting tech-savvy entrepreneurs and businesses to the region Bybit's presence in Dubai enhances the accessibility and availability of cryptocurrency trading services to customers in the UAE, providing them with more options and opportunities in the digital asset space. And the license demonstrates Bybit's dedication to meeting regulatory requirements and operating within a framework that ensures customer protection, transparency, and accountability. 
And to be honest, guys, Bible's successful acquisition of the license represents a milestone in their ongoing commitment to providing innovative and compliant financial services to customers globally. And to be honest, guys, this development highlights the collaborative efforts between Bybit and Vara that will promote elastic regulatory authority, showcasing Dubai's commitment to working closely with industry players to create a conductive environment for growth of the cryptocurrency industry. And Bybit's expansion in Dubai can potentially attract other global cryptocurrency exchanges and related businesses to establish their presence in the region, leading to a thriving ecosystem and fostering technological innovation in the license, guys signifies the growth of Dubai's regulatory framework for virtual assets, instilling confidence among market participants in attracting more investors and businesses to explore opportunities in the region's crypto market and Bybit's operations in Dubai can contribute to the local economy, creating job opportunities and supporting the development of a skilled workforce in the cryptocurrency and blockchain sector. And guys, Bybit's recognition and success in obtaining the license does actually serve as a positive example for the cryptocurrency exchanges, demonstrating the importance of compliance and regulatory adherence in gaining trust and credibility within the industry, and the license cars reinforces Dubai's commitment to becoming a global leader in the fintech and digital asset space, fostering innovation and creating a supportive ecosystem for businesses operating in this sector. In cars yesterday in our Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, I did talk about a new vision regarding digital city, so please feel free to check it out. And overall, guys. The grant of the MVP preparatory license to Bybit represents a significant milestone for both customers in Dubai as it advances the adoption of digital assets, promotes financial innovation, and reinforces the Emirates' position as a progressive and forward-thinking global financial hub. So definitely positive news. So in today's episode, guys, we have positive news from Dubai and Abu Dhabi. And that's all for today, guys, on the Crypto and Coffee Update from Blockchain DXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, Drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com. Check out my website at www.blockchaindxb.com. And also check out my new website, area2071.com, that talks everything about Metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a voice to radio, and share the word across. Now, for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, fear of blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, this is Josh from Blockchain DXB. Listen to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question by Carlo asks Do you think BlackRock will try to change Bitcoin proof of work system to proof of stake? Surely that won't be easy. But to be honest, Carl, it definitely, definitely will not be easy. But knowing the notorious history of BlackRock, are they in a position to go ahead and change it? I wouldn't be surprised if they won't, because you need to understand, Carl, BlackRock currently manages roughly around $8 trillion of assets under management, and at one point of time, I do feel it was over $13 trillion of assets under management, and then knowing the power of BlackRock, I do have this very strong feeling that they might notoriously try to convince some of the Bitcoin OGs, and one thing you need to understand, Carl, when people talk about Bitcoin and when they try to give out the benefits of Bitcoin, they are only doing that so that they can artificially create the demand for Bitcoin. Now, one thing you need to understand, and this goes back to the basics of Bitcoin, the supply is fixed, the demand keeps on fluctuating, and because there is no central media or central entity, people like Michael Saylor or Bitcoin maximalist 
what they tend to do is they try to create the demand for it and by doing that their followers will go and buy bitcoin the prices will increase and their own existing net worth in bitcoin would increase now keeping all these things in mind you need to understand that blackrock or larry fink the ceo of blackrock is definitely a massive advocate of esg now keeping that thing in mind what he can do is and he need not do this directly carl he can do it indirectly as well he could possibly ask macro strategy to go ahead and liquidate the funds or to go ahead and sell the bitcoins or the other option what he would do is he would try to convince michael saylor and other people to switch from proof of work to proof of stake and they might also say that you know by switching from proof of work to proof of stake let's say blackrock will go ahead and buy maybe 200000 or the remaining of the bitcoin knowing the power and the amount of wealth that they have they can definitely do that and think of it carl let's say if you had 100000 bitcoin and the ceo of blackrock let's say Larry Fink, comes up to you and says if you were to convince other people to switch from proof of work to proof of stake what i will do is i'll go ahead and buy remaining of the bitcoins or i'll go ahead and buy 50% of your bitcoin and i'll go ahead and pay you more than the amount than what you got the have right now i'm pretty much sure you would be tempted to do that as well the grounded these are just theories and fancy theories and in reality it might just be a little difficult but a part of your statement does make a lot of sense switching from proof of work to proof of stake will not be easy but in the cryptocurrency world never say never and one of the founders of ripple he had definitely advocating for bitcoin to switch from proof of work to proof of stake and one argument now what they can do is because of the number of ordinary inscriptions on bitcoin they can actually say that the nfts that are currently working on bitcoin blockchain are definitely harming the entire ecosystem and by switching from proof of work to proof of stake the energy consumption directly goes down to zero so that is an argument that they're going to use and to be honest Carl I wouldn't be surprised that in the next maybe 2 years or maybe 5 years that is one talk that will definitely be in play and I'm pretty much sure Carl I did actually mention survey in early of 2022 that BlackRock is actually working with a Bitcoin mining firm that is focusing on renewable energy now this might just be the start and gradually they might even say why do we even have renewable energy you can actually have proof of stake and if you look at it Carl in today's episode I did actually mention about Ethereum proof of stake and they actually stake Ethereum did actually surpass 23 million which is roughly around 43 billion dollars so I'm pretty much sure at this point of time it is much more harder to go and attack Ethereum than let's say Bitcoin and I'm talking about double spending and quite a lot of other now I could be wrong but the number of Ethereum definitely seems ridiculously high now, I do remember a few years ago This was definitely surveyed in 2019 or 2020, and recent Tonopolis did actually calculate how much would it take in order to go and do a double attack or a double spend on Bitcoin network. And I do believe the price at that point of time was roughly between eight to ten billion dollars. Now, granted, that number would have been increased, but I don't think it would be roughly around forty-three billion dollars. That is currently what Ethereum security is right now. So, keeping all these things, I wouldn't be surprised if BlackRock does actually try. directly or indirectly to switch from proof of work to proof of stake but personally i'm hoping that they don't so those are my answers regarding the ask me anything series guys and if you guys do have any feedback or suggestions drop me an email to infoblockchaindxp.com check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and guys if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a five star rating and share the word across Remember guys Monday to Thursdays 8am to 8:30am we have Krypton Coffee Date where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin blockchain we have blockchain cryptocurrencies NFTs 
Meanwhile, and Metaverse and all the series of episodes in the crypto and coffee date works. We usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the browser cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Everything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice day. Bye bye.